My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. My name is Zach. I'm Retro Ray, guys. And we're here to talk about all things Star Wars. Oh, that's so boring. Come on, man. You have to think of something. all things Star Wars. <laughs> it's the same thing, just in a different tone. It's fine. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. We've got the hype for the Bad Batch season three. We have Sean Levi, the director of the first and second Deadpool uh, films, possibly doing uh, a, a Star Wars movie. And it might be the Ray movie, question mark. Who knows? And then we have a bunch of comic books and new toys that have been announced and stuff. So we are going to break all that down here on the Star Wars Stuff podcast. Before we begin, I wanted to thank everyone that is part of our Patreon we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. So we wanted to give a shout out to Hayden H, Darth Ace One, Liam M, Chris Simpson, Kevin L, Devin M, Drew Peters, Zach Netzel. Okay, Zach, are you still like a Patreon member? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a host. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I, I was just curious because I see your name here every week. Uh, then Fender, Fender 5. Five, four, yep. six, I think. Maka yep. Tal and Maya Morris and Maka. Thank you so much. Again, we would not be doing if it, this if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much for being part of our Patreon family. You can find our Patreon at, at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. All right. Let's get to the news. We got the season three trailer. For the Bad Batch. It is the final season. When they dropped it, I was curious if, if it was just going to be a copy and paste of what they showed us at, um, over at Celebration London. It was not. There were some oh. similar clips, but it was different. Uh, so I'm curious if we'll ever get that uh, trailer. And I'm curious if if when they do drop the trailers for Acolyte and for Andor Season 2 and Skeleton Crew if those trailers will be the same from London or they'll be just completely different. Uh, but I'm telling you that that trailer that they dropped for Acolyte where at the end where, all the, where they turn on the lightsabers, that was one of the most hyped things. So I can't wait to see that when eventually uh, comes to our screens. But overall, what did we think of the season three trailer? I know there's a lot of controversy about one thing, but before we get there, I just want to know of what you guys have to say. And we already did do a breakdown for it. That will be dropping uh, probably tomorrow or on Saturday. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, man, I, uh, well, I, it, it uh, came up right after I finished my lunch break at work. So I'm like, Oh crap, I got to quick watch this before I go back to work. And um, I was pleasantly surprised. It was kind of off my radar for a little bit. I knew it was coming, but didn't um, didn't realize how impactful this season's going to be for these characters going forward. Because we're going to get, I'm assuming, a definitive end for some, and maybe some things will be left open ended for others to where we 
can see them uh, show up later in the timeline. I don't know how that's all going to play out. And I think everyone's curious to see what the fate of some of these characters are going forward. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, it left me with a bunch of questions. Um, there was, so this past weekend we were at a convention, um, Retromania up in New Braunfels and um, we had a new, you know, we we're promoting the podcast and stuff. And a guy, a gentleman came up to me and he was telling me that I need to read the commando series that came out in books a while back. And I kind of researched it a little bit when I got home. And then when I saw this trailer and I see the commandos in the background and I'm like, man, now I really got to go get this book so I can read it and get more familiar with the, the commando part of it. Um, but it left me with a bunch of questions. I don't know about you guys if you're in the same boat as me, but yeah, I kind of wondered is that tech that we see in the that one scene that he's kind of like in a black trooper kind of, you can't really tell the mask, but to me... Oh, um... I'm trying to remember I what mean, the name of those troopers were because we saw yes. one of them in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like they were kind of, it, it kind of makes me think of Echo, how Echo was kind of probed and used for the separatists, but they kind of wiped yeah. all of the evidence of like traceability for this clone when the Bad Batch and Rex, I believe, found him during the clone conspiracy episodes. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And, um, just seems like more of an elite clone trooper that's kind of off the radar and the empires, I guess, trying to get rid of clones as, as they see fit to try to phase them out. And they're just yeah. having these clones go on borderline kamikaze missions. I mean, that's kind of what I took away from that is you have these, these warriors and elite, um, I guess, members of a, an army going out and running these crazy missions. And though I believe the one we saw in season two died, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a minute yes. since season two, but um, I think we can safely rule out that that's not tech. But I guess never say never. That was a big thing at the, uh, in that last episode of season two was of we like oh that tech died right, but it's like we didn't see a body. We saw him fall through the mist. Most of the time, when someone's dead in Star Wars, at least. You normally see them actually die. I think Boba Fett might be. Well, I guess that's a whole controversy thing because you get Darth <laughs> Maul getting chopped in half. You get yep. Darth Maul being eaten. You know, at some point, maybe Mace Windu will come back. Um, uh, so, I mean, tech to me, it would be kind of like an echo situation. Because we found Echo in season seven and like we're like, oh, he's he's not dead. He, he's alive. So with tech, it's possible. Would they do the same thing that they ended up uh, doing with Echo? But just with tech, who knows? I'm curious of how tech, how keeping tech alive would benefit the Empire. Because tech's yeah. strength was during the Clone Wars. He knew all of, um, all of this... Uh, pretty much all of the clone strategies and, and stuff like that. And then when the empire fell tech's main thing was very similar to what a droid does, uh, like of just of like a protocol droid or, or, or a tactical droid at least. So what benefit would it be to keep tech alive or like save him, um, from the empire stand standpoint? What I, do you guys think be, about that? 
it could be finding the rest of the batch, but that's kind of what Omega's for. That's kind of what yeah. they're using her for. And I guess they could use a couple different pieces to try to get the flush out the bad batch. I know crosshairs up in the air. We kind of last we saw crosshair, he's not not too thrilled about his recent choices and isn't really loving what's going on around him. And Omega is crossing paths with him on Mount Tantus as we're as we've seen and as we saw in the trailer. So it'll be I'm curious to see how they work together. I'm assuming they work together in some fashion. Maybe it'll take a little bit of her like motivating him. I can see them being like not cellmates, but their cells are next to each other and there's a wall in between them. Like, hey, yeah. you know, and like trying to motivate him again to do the right thing. I, I don't know. That's kind of a long-winded answer, but so are we going spoilers right now too as well? From last for the trailer? Bad Batch? Well, no, for, oh, last... yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what about where we get left hanging about, you know, that um the sister she's not the only one that's mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there are we gonna get some explanation on that as well? And what another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease former fashion does she play i would suspect that she would um because as far as our knowledge went from the first season it was there was omega and boba which i guess yeah. his actual name is alpha alpha w- w- which were like the two last clones that were like the actual pure um, genetic replicas of yes so if that's the case, which I don't know if that's what they were trying to hint at of saying like there's a third sibling, yeah. but maybe it's just like a just another like clone that just happens to be uh, female. A, yeah, yeah. But I think who, you who knows kind of play that. But I mean, yeah. you you could compare 
the clone we discover at the end of season two, who's a female to just be kind of like a, like a regular clone that was put through like the age acceleration process. And um, I I don't know if there's more female clones than Omega in this. I can't remember if we learned her name, the other uh, female clone. No, they kind of left us like in a cliffhanger, I thought. Yeah. Just um, so we'll see. It's, it's kind of, kind of exciting. I mean, what did y'all think about Alpatine saying, you know, anything that you need to accomplish this mission at your disposal? I dig it. I, I kind of figured that the Emperor would uh, play a semi big part in this season, just because of you have to think of going all the way to, uh, of going all the way to the sequels and then going all the way back to the prequels. He was very obsessed with the whole cloning process because he wanted to continue his life after death and that's what he did in the sequel so i think in a way it might tie in into the sequel some way and maybe that might explore and explain the whole line of where poe's like yeah somehow palpatine returned we actually might get some explanation on that yeah uh kind of running meme that's been going on since 2019 <laughs> so i I'm happy because not only is Damper back, but it's Ian McDermott voicing him again. Uh, so and he sounds so and good. I, he sounds fantastic. And I love how he came back in Rebels uh, for the small parts that, that he was in in that final season. And then you have him showing up in uh, season seven of the Clone Wars of where you kind of hear his voice a tiny bit and then you uh like of, of during the order 66 stuff and then you go to bad batch and then you just get completely different lines from him and it's just like this is fantastic yeah. it's adding to the character it's just showing you that you know not only is he still trying to play both sides of of the senate and the empire but it's like he's playing everyone and and People fear him now even more than ever. So I just love the fact that you've got Ian McDermott that is coming back to that iconic role uh, and this animation style because I, I I love the Dave Filoni Clone Wars animation style and I'm glad that they kind of carry that over into the Bad Batch. So I was really sure. pumped. Um, but the big controversial thing right now, which I think I had a lot of people like freaking out and kind of nervous was... Um, was the return of Asajj Ventress. Uh, that is fantastic. Um, I can't wait to see of... Uh, I can't wait to uh, see where this goes because I love that character. And when the Clone Wars was got canceled, unfortunately all the way back kind of in the um like 2012 2013 yeah 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 it was very sad and you had all these arcs including the uh the son of dathomir arc you you had the utapa arc and then you had the dark disciple arc that was going to be zach i think we talked about it was like Mm -hmm. nine to twelve episodes that was supposed to be big and big. yeah and then they just put it into a book and my understanding was in that book that's that she didn't make it in the end uh and then when she showed up in this trailer we were like okay so they are going to retcon it just like how they retcon the origin story of Kanan Jarrus because his 
his Order 66 scene and the Bad Batch was completely different than what came out in the comics like years before. Yeah. Yeah. So, which they're no, they're no stranger to retconning those type of things. But there is a quote uh, from one of the writers of, of the Bad Batch, which says, we don't want to spoil anything. Uh, but want fans to know that any new storytelling with Ventress will align with the events of Star Wars Dark Disciple. And that com- that came from the executive producer of the show, uh, Brad Rao. So hmm. my guess is it's going to be a flashback in some way. But yeah, what does that have to do with the present? Like why on earth would they have a flashback and like kind of present Ventress? Or they could say, you know, she did die or her death was like faked um because that actually goes all the way back to did you guys ever watch the show star wars resistance i did yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay so there was this old lady character um which that old lady character was actually gonna be ventress and then she was gonna have a lightsaber fight with kylo ren so so Ventress was going to survive all the way into the events of the sequels. And we, and Dave Filoni was like, I don't know if I like that idea. Be, uh, and they just kind of scrapped it. So Ventress was actually going to come back a lot sooner than what we had now. But Dave Filoni didn't think it was the right moment. So I'm curious of why now yeah. is the moment that they're thinking, hey, this is a great time to bring this character back. What are you guys' thoughts on that? It's I it's I guess I'll start real quick just saying just saying hey to John on YouTube. What's up? Glad you're watching. Thanks for tuning in. Um I I really like that they're bringing Ventress back in some fashion. Um Dark Disciple holds a special place in my heart cuz I think it was the first new canon Star Wars book that I read and I was just thrilled about it. I loved it. Um I could picture it all in my head as if it were happening the way it was intended to with the animation and stuff like that. And I could hear the voices of the characters being portrayed in my head. And I just love the book a lot. Um, and I, I've definitely seen little things uh, with the new Disney canon that have been retconned. Colin was talking about how Order 66 was different in the Bad Batch versus the Kanan comic. Yoda's lightsaber showing up in the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, when Luke has it and offers it to Grogu, that lightsaber was destroyed in the Darth Vader comics. Yeah. Um, in 2017 or something like that. And, um, but it's different changing a couple things like that, that don't affect the outcomes of any characters, but bringing Ventress back and potentially retconning her story with Quinlan Voss or the end of that story. It's one thing. And I'm kind of a, I like lightsaber hilts. I like looking into that detail. Allegedly her yellow lightsaber from the dark disciple arc was lost on Christophsis during a fight with Grievous and Dooku during the book. And then somehow, we don't know how Maul gets his hands on that hilt and it becomes the second half of his double-sided red lightsaber in season yeah. seven. And the pictures line up with it. Um, what the the illustrators, well, not illustrators, what the initial um, I, I designed for that, hilt was we've seen pictures of it and you see like an exposed yellow crystal and if you pay attention when you're watching clone wars season seven you can see maul has an exposed red kyber crystal 
uh, in the second half of his red lightsaber. Um, so I guess I'm a little confused because when you pause a trailer at the right moment, you see that Ventress has a curved yellow lightsaber. I don't, I don't want to look into it too much. It's that those are the little things that keep me up at night. That's, that's just me. I'm super excited though. I, I'm excited to um, have this voice actress return. I believe she uh, had a small role in Rebels voicing like a dark side entity or something like that when Kanan, Ezra, and Ahsoka went to the Sith Temple to get the Sith Holocron. I believe that was her voice. Not Ventress, but the same voice actress. Yes, um, yes it was. Which was super exciting. And I, I don't know, Ventress is just one of those cool, unique characters that I feel like there's always more that can be told with her and I can't, I can't wait to see how they do this, whether it's a flashback or I guess we'll see time. Time will tell. We'll be able to figure that out as the episodes release here in a few weeks. So do you think that Disney's taking a playbook out of Marvel where before Disney acquired Marvel and of course you guys, you read the comics, you know, Nick Fury was not Samuel Jackson that Nick Fury was in the Ultimate Universe and yeah. not in the actual regular Marvel Universe. So my theory, this is my theory, and like I said, I'm just throwing it out there, that I think Disney, I mean, think Disney's taking a little thing out of there where I think we're going to get, since Ventress basically falls kind of like Darth Maul. He's one of those characters, she's one of those characters that people liked and they didn't use her very much. You know what I mean? Other than, like you said, the book that you there's read. like untapped potential. Yeah, sure. there's. I think there's yeah. going to be potential to bring her in and then lead her in to further. If if like I said, I'm thinking outside the box. This is just me crazy. Yeah. Maybe that's a flashback, and maybe that we're going to see her throughout the thing, and maybe she will last longer to the point where we see her, and possibly the Ray movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, to me, that would be something I would think would be cool, but we don't know what Disney's planning. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And it's it's crazy because like one of the I don't know if it's an epilogue or one of the last chapters, but um, uh, I, I guess Colin, are we talking spoilers for Dark Disciple? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, okay. yeah. Be, I mean, uh, because I don't think everyone's going to want to read, read the it. book. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But if you're planning to, then you may want to skip ahead. Yeah, um, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, I guess Ventress is Ventress and Quinlan Voss team up to kill Count Dooku. Um, the idea is for them to kind of play dirty because Obi-Wan kind of comes to the realization at the beginning of the book that the Separatists keep winning all these little battles and it's adding up to be a ton and the war is just raging on and raging on and Count Dooku is like the key. He's the glue holding all of it together. And they're like, we need to play dirty. We need to send someone in so undercover and so like in a stealth-like manner and kill Dooku, kind of like catch him off guard, stab him in the back. Who's the Jedi we could have do that? And Quinlan Voss um, is who comes to mind, and the council elects him to find Ventress, who's working as a bounty hunter, which we knew from previous episodes of The Clone Wars. And there's a couple of missions they go on, blah, blah, blah. He hides that he's a Jedi from her. She ends up figuring it out. They fall in love. Then he becomes Dooku's apprentice very briefly and gets captured and Ventress ends up saving him. And in the process of bringing him back to the light, she sacrifices herself, I believe is killed by Dooku's force lightning, loses her lightsaber. And then Voss comes back 
becomes a member of the Jedi Order once again. And Ventress is buried on Dathomir. Well, I don't know if buried is the right word. They put her in like this weird, I think it was like the waters of Dathomir, this like lake type thing where they they put her body and they, I mean, that was tied off in a decent manner to me, but I'm, I'm curious to see. There's, there's just so much that we can pull from to speculate what's going to happen. Um, no. Oh, go ahead, Ray. Now I'm going to go from you. It's going to probably be a little bit further because I'm an old man here. Uh, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar with Excalibur and the yeah. story of Excalibur, the lady yeah. in the lake. What if they pull that? Because you know how you know how um, uh, Filoni likes Lord of the Rings, kind of those old type of uh, yeah, kind of that type of uh, story arcs. Yeah. What if you were to pull and she becomes like the Lady of the Lake kind of thing, where she was mm. buried in Dathomir, and she comes back from that? I'm just thinking crazy maybe yeah no that'd be that'd be super super cool and i had a thought that uh, i mean as a bounty hunter you go on missions i don't i mean maybe ventress runs into the bad batch on one of her missions as a bounty hunter and it's a flashback who knows oh there's there's all all kinds of things going on with that um yeah i i don't know it's maybe maybe we see boba (laughs) fett show up i don't know I'm kind of shocked we haven't seen a younger Boba Fett at this point in the Bad Batch. I thought we'd we'd get a little more of him, or at least some of him. Not in reference to the plot of what's going on with the clones, but we've seen yeah. Cad Bane, Fennec Shand, and now Ventress is popping up. And um, I guess Boba wasn't too far outside that circle. So I guess I wouldn't completely rule out that we don't see Boba Fett, but you never know. Well, I mean, didn't we see in episodes of Clone Wars where he, he was with... Um... I don't say Bane, um, but he was with Bossed? the group of he was yeah he was with the group of bounty hunters and they this is when he was a kid still kind of yeah like yeah the tram so, and, uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. he was not wearing his classic like Boba Fett armor but he was with Dengar he he was with Bosk he was with a couple of the other bounty hunters that were trying to make a name for himself at some point though we know from this point um uh from this point in the timeline uh because of when we first saw cad bane in the first season that the that the canceled arc of where cad bane and boba fett have a shootout of where of where boba gets his origin kind of story for his for his dent in his helmet of where they have a shootout that is canon in some way, because when Cad Bane takes off his hat, you you see the blaster mark on his um, head. And then if you watch the book of Boba Fett, you also see Cad Bane walk up and you see that same kind of plate plate on his head. So we know what happened at some point. I would love to see Boba Fett come, come back in the Bad Batch. Maybe he is wearing his full outfit of yeah like because he wasn't like, that from arc the, right with like yeah. the previs that we've seen it's he's got his yes. green mandalorian armor yeah yeah so i would love to see that again because i thought that was always like a missed opportunity and i think fans would love to see that on screen but i don't yeah. think it would make sense to have that kind of happen in the bad batch sure. if we ended up getting like a eighth season of the clone wars of like you know of kind of what they did with season six or where it's like untold like missions, or, missions yeah. yeah yeah like lost missions but this one would be like uh, you know uh on un- untold stories or 
Lost Missions Part 2 or something where mm-hmm. we got more of those stories because there's so much to do. Uh, I mean, there's so much to tell, like how the Bad Batch, actually, there was a whole arc of where they went to Kashyyyk, and I think Yoda was there too, and then you understand yep. why Yoda has good relations with the Wookiees and stuff like that. Like, there's so much untapped potential for this animation style for the clone wars so i hope that we go back more and i know there is tales of the jedis uh and we got season two that is coming out at some point this year but it's just like there's so many more stories that can be told that i think would just be fantastic absolutely so i'm throwing this out there so we got the tales of the jedi why can't we get more stories of the bounty hunters Kind of like that. Well, that's the rumor happening right now it, is that there will be kind of like a spinoff like series of where it would be here are the tales of of, you know, our favorite scoundrels like, yeah, you know, you've got the bounty hunters and maybe you throw one of my favorite characters of all time from Legends, which is Dash Rendar, and you just throw him in there and you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. Or, you know, you got tales of the Sith and that's why that way you can kind of have more of legends come in so you can maybe talk more about darth raven you know you've got darth malik and that's how you could bring in the old republic uh but yeah no there are so many stuff that they can do star wars is always an untapped uh thing of potential because there's so many great stories from legends there are so many great characters that stories haven't been told so why not do it in this format and then if it goes well bring it to live action the possibilities are endless 100 yeah absolutely. i know i know we're going to talk about comics later but i mean you bring that up you know untold missions i mean i just saw it drop just a couple of days ago you know the darth maul series one through four yes. the last mission you know and it's kind of like well what other last mission did freaking palpatine have him do i thought getting anakin was the last mission you know trying to you know what i mean and then we see him get cut in half so it's kind of like wondering what are we missing? What other stuff don't we know that they haven't told us yet? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know there's a, a comic book for Maul that came out. I think it's five issues. I want to say it came out in 2017 or 2018. Um, I believe Maul has a run-in with Cad Bane and a couple of bounty hunters. Can't remember if Ora Sings there, but it was right before the events of The Phantom Menace. And it was, he kind of goes off Palpatine's orders and he goes and finds like a a jedi padawan that's being traded in like a like a black market and he just needed to clench his blood like he had a bloodlust and he pretty much just wanted to kill a jedi and he kills this padawan that's been captured and palpatine never knows about it and this is just before the events of the phantom menace and that's kind of why he's so eager in the phantom menace uh, like he, when him and Palpatine are talking a course on at last, we should reveal ourselves to the Jedi, blah, blah, blah. And he's ready for it. He wants that to happen. Maybe this book will dive into that a little bit more. Oh, that'd be interesting. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what I like about the comics, the novels, like you said, then there's the comics, the novels, and then, you know, and I guess like the comics also kind of fill in some of the holes that we don't see in the animation yeah. of the movies. There's always so, cracks that can be filled everywhere. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just crazy with the bad batch in general i'm excited i was talking to joe when we had him a guest you know yeah. mm-hmm. last time um he was pretty stoked to come on the show it's just right now he's he swamped because you know we got mega megacon going on in florida that's coming up 
and he's getting ready for that. But he for was sure. he was so happy because uh, from what I got, because he started posting photos. I think Ventress is one of his favorite characters as well because he was posting artwork he did of her and stuff. Yeah, but I kind of wanted to pick his brain and kind of his thoughts on this, you know, trailer as well. Um, there's just so much. It was just so much to take in. I watched it on my phone when it came out, and then I watched it like about three or four times on the big on the TV. For um, sure, it was just it just it's kind of like they're just giving you bits and pieces, so it's making you think like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like, is this the beginning yeah, of what oh, we're yeah. seeing, or is this at the end over here? Yeah, um, and then we see Rex, and then you know. Uh, it's yeah. just I don't know it's just everything I was just trying to take it in and I wanted to pick your brains and see what you guys thought or what you think is going to happen Oof. man I when I think of what could happen I think of like what little stories that could be tied up outside the Bad Batch like where does Commander Cody end up you know we see yeah. Wolf show up for a frame or two in the trailer yeah. Yeah. we all know Wolf shows up in Rebels right but yep. there's I mean there's a ton between here and there and I, man there's so 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 much and i guess i i guess i'm most curious to see how mainly i'm not super concerned about omega's fate i'm more concerned about wrecker hunter um yeah. crosshair and echo i guess to see where they go by the time the credits roll for the last episode or where they're at if they're alive if they're on pabu i think was the planet where they could kind of lay low yes. from the empire and yeah maybe a couple go there maybe a couple die maybe omega goes and does i who knows i have no idea it's this is very uncharted territory and i'm excited for it i mean getting back to what you're talking about like wolf how do you he end up with that group of troopers yeah you know what i mean what happens before in that in that gap you yeah, know. for sure. Because Rex is very much like, hey, we need to stop the Empire. I need to rally clones together and stop the Empire. And then when you get to Bad Batch, he's very like he's he's trying to stay off the radar. He's trying not to stir up things. And I think the Empire knew about them. Yeah. But obviously they didn't necessarily know what was going on. But it's um, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a little bit of Rex kind of slow down and realize that the Empire is a lot bigger than he thinks of it to be and just kind of we see him peel yeah. back a little bit and kind of go into hiding yeah i think i think one other big prediction for this season would be some tie-in to ahsoka so i think yeah i think we would see ahsoka come in at some point would it be the very last episode and maybe she comes in and helps and saves the day maybe but <laughs> To the Empire's knowledge, Ahsoka is dead. She is not alive. Uh, and they don't realize that she is until season two of Star Wars Rebels. Right. So my guess is that she'll make some type of appearance. But I would love to see her and Rex together uh, in yeah. that element one last time before we potentially see them together in live action. Which hopefully that's going to be happening very soon. Uh, yeah. Because... That would just be fantastic. We saw Ahsoka's droid uh, with the Martez sisters, and I believe yes, I think that R7. was season one. So R seven got fixed up after season seven of the Clone Wars and looked pretty good. And I believe Rex had something to do with that droid being around and uh, Trace and Rafa. I think that was Corellia. I was totally expecting that to be a young Han Solo, but <laughs> kind of threw me off when Trace and Rafa were there. It's okay. It is what it is, but. 
that's where my head was going. Oh, Corellia. Oh, this point in the timeline, maybe we'll see Han Solo. But yeah, no, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that that show will be premiering on February 21st, and the first three episodes will be yeah. debuting on that day, which is pretty cool. But who but yeah. who knows how long the episodes will be? I know when we got that first season, that first episode that came out, oh. it was almost an hour long, and we were all yeah, just blown away it by it. We were like, like whoa. Yeah. 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 And absolutely. that thing felt cinematic. So I was just like, oh my gosh. And I'm just excited to see of just where the show goes and how it ends and how it ties into Rebels and and how long each episode is going to be. My guess is maybe the first episode because it's kind of like, oh, it's the final season. Maybe it would be like maybe 45 minutes long. Yeah. It, but because there's three, maybe each one's like, you know, 30 or just under 30. Who knows? But yeah. yeah. I'm hoping the last one's a little bit longer too, knowing that they are willing to make those episodes longer. It's yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, the shortest season of 15 episodes. The other two were 16, so it's close, but it could be longer in runtime if they choose to have longer episodes. So we will see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so Sean Levi, uh, who has directed the... Um, who has directed the three Deadpool movies. The third one hasn't come out yet, but it's coming out in July, uh, is rumored to be directing the uh a new ray movie down the line how do we feel about sean levi of just knowing his history with like kind of comedic films how do we feel about that well you gotta define comedic because okay because it's probably in the lines of deadpool yeah yeah because that's a different type of comedic because it's more you know ryan reynolds to me, it's just Brian yes. Reynolds being himself, but and they're just like letting him do whatever he wants and they're just recording yeah. him. Um, but for everything else that he did with <laughs> the scenes and everything, I think he did great. The fight scenes, the little things here and there. Um, I would like to see what he's gonna bring to this. Um, so I'm not very disappointed. Um, I think he's gonna take it um and make it his own. So, hey, mm. it, it's Disney's trusting them. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's he's making Deadpool three and rated R, so it's staying rated R. So that's a good thing. So yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's interesting. Um, I I don't know the Deadpool movies. Have, it's I had friends in college that watched them over and over and I got sick of them. I'm like, okay, this, they nailed the character in these movies. Don't get me wrong. He did such a good job with that. Ryan Reynolds did great, blah, blah, blah. But I, I just got so sick of it. And that has nothing to do with the director. That has nothing to do with the acting talent. That's just where I personally stand on those movies. And um, I don't know. I mean, when I think of him in a comedic sense, I know it's different than like Taika with TT comedy and, you know, we've got Star Wars projects looming in the background with him. And I, I don't know. It's um, I, I don't think he's saying any type of interviews of wanting to piss off certain groups of Star Wars fans, whether it's like, oh, original trilogy fans, I'm going to I'm going to piss you off because I'm making a different type of movie. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's been pretty quiet. It's he seems like a decent dude. I mean, I got no reason to 
not be excited for something he'd have coming, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's as for me, it's just like, if you're going into star Wars, don't dabble into something like with a main character, like Luke or, mm. or like Han yeah. or anything yep. kind of go Unless do your own thing. <laughs> right. I, I think there's certain people like Dave Filoni that really it's, it, it's not that he understands it. It's just like, mm. he worked directly with George Lucas. Right. So yeah. it's just like, I, 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 I feel like, George Lucas really passed on what he learned where George Lucas is master Yoda and Dave Filoni was Luke Skywalker and Dave Filoni understands the force and all that stuff. So if they're doing something with Luke Han and Leia, I think Dave Filoni is perfect for that. And then for example, you've got, um, you know, all these other kind of, kind of branched off shows. You got acolyte um, you had, Rogue Squadron, which got canceled pretty much, you know, it's kind of up in the air, but it's just like those kind of projects. I'm just like, you know what? We are diving into a new realm of Star Wars to where we're not dealing sure. with main characters. Do do what you want. Make your mark on Star Wars and it will be fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely. I think Sean Levi will do a great job if that ends up being the case. But yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys, I don't know. How do you guys... Um, like Kevin Smith movies. Good. I, oh, Kevin Smith would be a good choice too. Well, yeah. no, what I'm thinking is, I don't know. I know it's, I know we're Star Wars, but see, I watch everything. So I don't know if you've got, you've guys watched Below Deck. It's kind of like Rick and Morty ish, kind of. Okay. Okay. Uh, the comedy's hilarious. I would love to see Kevin Smith do kind of like a Below Deck, but Star Wars version, like comedic. Okay. You know, because they they tied it in, so they tied in below deck into live action to Strange New World. So, hmm. um, I would love to see them, or Kevin Smith, do something like that for animation, just as a comedic show. Yeah, that's separate from everything else, but it's just for fun. You know what I mean? Hmm. So that kind of comedy has had its place in star Wars in the past because you've got star Wars family guy. Um, yes, you've got you right. But then there, there was a show where the trailer only made it online, but all of these episodes were fully animated. It was finished, but it never aired because it, because the deal between Disney and Lucasfilm and Disney was like, let's not do this. It's probably not where we're going in our direction with Star Wars going forward. But it was called Star Wars D Tours. Uh, and and it was created by Seth Green. And <laughs> you and it basically took place between the events of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And you had all of these characters and a really weird animation. And then you had kind of like this restaurant rivalry between Dexter Jester and Max Rebo and Coruscant and Max Rebo owned <laughs> like his own restaurant and everything. And it was just so funny. And uh, from the trailer and all the, all the episodes are animated, but they never made it to air. So they're just sitting probably in the Lucasfilm, uh, uh, you know headquarters yes it was goofy it it, it was definitely a spoof it was not serious it was a big <laughs> spoof uh yeah 
So for anyone that was trying to take it seriously, you, you were going to fail because see, if you watch that trailer, you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, but see, that's, I think Disney needs to do something like that to take, because I mean, look how popular Rick and Morty is. You know what I mean? Don't get it wrong. Not everybody likes Rick and Morty, you know, yeah. family guy, everybody like family guy. So if you do something similar to that aspect, like right now they did Ted in the TV series, that thing's like the number one thing on TV right now, you know, on uh, Peacock. So if they do some type of thing like that with maybe eight episodes just as a a tester and see what it goes, I think it would be fun. It's kind of like the What If series that they're doing with Marvel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. So here's my thing about that. And there's already a rumored uh, What If series uh, kind of happening with Star Wars. But when... When they did Star Wars Family Guy, and if they ever did something where they and and then they had Star Wars detours, they weren't really continuing the canon. They yeah. weren't like adding more to it, except like of just kind of like these kind of spoof kind of kind of spinoff things. Yeah. And George gave permission because he was like, "I'm at this point where, you know, <laughs> I kind of see the flaws here and there. I think it would be funny if someone could do it, and that's why Star Wars Family Guy happened." Star Wars D Tours was just kind of like a show where it was just like it was kind of poking fun at Star Wars, but um, but it was also it was also kind of kind of like a kids show, and you were just like, oh, okay. But I don't know if having a full show like that where it made fun of Star Wars is what would be best for Star Wars going forward. Right now, I could have seen it back in the day because I love Star Wars Family Guy, and that is so funny. Oh, um, yeah. But. I just think going forward now with just the new canon now, I don't think Disney would ever do something like that just mm -hmm. because of they are trying to add more stuff to the... Um, I mean, but you think about it. We got Star Wars Legos that they do. Yes. Yes, but that's like specifically kind of pointed towards kids. That's not like, you know, it's, it's not on the level of Star Wars Family Guy. And I keep bringing Star Wars Family Guy up because that's like the perfect um example of something funny but it's also making fun of star wars and i think they did it in a very tasteful way where it wasn't in your face but i don't really want to show to where it, it is fully making fun of star wars i don't think we need that um and i could just see them kind of getting backlash and it's not really something that disney does i don't think yeah. they would ever do something well, i mean like, not making okay like so lower not decks, making, but... well see like lower decks is basically kind of a group of of characters that are on a starship that they're not, yes. you know, they're there. It's, it's like, kind of like when Kevin Smith talks about the, you know, the construction workers building the death star stuff like that, you know, I mean, Saturday night live did the spoof with them too, as well. Using, uh, Cal, the guy uh, who plays Kyle Loren. Uh, oh, Matt, the radar episode. technician. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So something like that to me would be funny just as yeah. a separate yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, I was that's talking what I'm with... talking about. For sure. A couple of my buddies were talking because uh, I brought up the From a Certain Point of View books and they were both like, oh, how cool would it be if you have somebody from uh, the perspective of like a casual just background speeder driver when the Zam Wessel chase is going on on Coruscant. Yeah. And like Anakin yes. and Obi-Wan almost crashed into you and you're like, oh, crap, I knew I should have like increased my insurance rate or so like something super. I, yeah. You know, like. It'd be cool to take the ideas of 
um, something like from a certain point of view and maybe make that. And I don't know if it have to be a show, but no, I definitely like, like those a, ideas. You know, like it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I just like, I don't, I just don't see them doing that just because sure. of, I don't think that would fully a- appeal to the, to the stars audience fully because there was one of my favorite, my favorite comic books of Star Wars, which was Tag and Bank. Oh, Have you guys yeah. ever heard of Tag and yeah, Bank? That was a minute okay. ago. Yes. So those were so funny because if you read the if you read those comics, you just realize that like these are really over the top. Um, and these characters show up in some very iconic moments, like in the uh, in, in in the movies. So when when Obi Wan turns up the tractor beam, um, Tag and Bink are having like a fake argument because they are they are pretending to be stormtroopers, but they're actual like rebels, and then they get really kind of lost in the role. So then I was like, okay, so now if I go watch A New Hope, it's like, oh, th- those two are Tag and Bink. So right now, Star Wars is very like on the canon. So I don't know if they would do anything besides Visions that would be yeah. really outside of the canon because right now like- the only real outside thing out of canon is uh, like that Visions. that they actually are making is Star Wars Visions. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah the Visions are great. Just like you know, John mentioned, I mean, that series yeah. is great. The Visions, different aspects from different directors. It's kind of the same premise. It's just you're getting a one shot type short of what that yeah. director pictures as star Wars. And that's what I like visions is because each of the stories like have a different perspective. And I yeah. like that. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I want, I actually, be honest with you, I like to see more of the Visions. Um, I know we're getting a Visions comic coming out too later this year uh, based off the Visions that had came out previously. But yeah, I, I definitely want to see more of the Vision stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of kind of uh, like other projects, like besides Love Action, there were some new comic books that were just announced. Uh, do we want to talk about that? Yeah. You want to start off, Zach? Yeah. So um, right now, High Republic, I believe it's phase three is what they're calling it. We're getting a kickoff for phase three. Um, there's, I believe, two or three different series going on with the High Republic. We have the main story. There's, I think, the Starlight Shadow yeah. is another sub story. And then Dark Horse is doing another um, high Republic story. Um, so those are, those are a few going on right now. Uh, Thrawn is getting a sequel comic. Well, the one Ray and I covered earlier this year with David a little bit, um, or last year, I should say was based off of a novel, which was the first of a trilogy. And that second book in the trilogy is getting a comic adaptation. And that first issue came out yesterday. I believe Ray's got a couple variants or handful of those. So, we're going to be taking a look at those coming in the next uh, couple days here. 
Ray and I will be covering those and getting those out for you guys. Um, there's a Django Fett comic coming in the next couple months, a Mace Windu comic coming in the next couple months, and um, the Darth, Darth Maul, Maul black or what is it? Black, white, and red. They did yeah. something very similar with Darth Vader. It was kind of like lost mission stories for a specific character. And um, there's there's definitely lots coming. I know Dark Horse is getting more involved with Star Wars comics. Again, I believe there's an Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon uh, Dark Horse comic. I don't. I think it's two separate titles, but I believe those are coming later this year. Those were announced last year. And um, yeah, just tons of exciting stuff. I know there's a bunch of uh, main series stuff, like the main series uh, Star Wars title, Darth Vader, and Bounty Hunters, yeah. and I think Dr. Afra. those are all going, but those are like close to 40 issues deep. So I, I think Afra ended already. Is ending then, already. Oh, okay. But yeah, I know the other ones that are still going are pretty deep in their run, if not almost done. So we're going to be covering the ones that are starting up here slash in their infancy. Yeah, so I have our, for San Antonio, where we're from, me and David, Texas, our sponsors are Dragon's Lair Alamo Ranch. Uh, they're the ones that provide us the comics to read for the Star Wars Stuff podcast. And then Zach has his local comic book shop. You want to give them a shout out, Zach? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out to Todd and Connor at uh, Lang's Comic Books and Collectibles in Muskegon, Michigan. They've been supplying us some comics for us to cover. And just, yeah, great guys over there. They they got a heart for guys like us and the things that we love. And um, they're definitely uh, – all for it and uh there's tons of stuff coming so stay tuned there's definitely a lot uh in this segment that ray and i are trying to trying to get the ball rolling on here it's been a slow couple of weeks um but we're gonna we're gonna start pumping these issues out to cover for you guys so we've got uh, a solid grasp on um what the high republic era is like in preparation yes. for acolyte and then also i know colin was gonna talk about some toys and our buddies at Numskull provided us this little baby right here that we're going to be doing a little review and show um, on the podcast later. Uh, so nice. just keep a lookout for that. Um, awesome. and like, thanks to Numskulls for giving us this little thing to review. And we're going to have some other stuff that we're working on as well. Yeah. Uh, so they have announced a Jordica, a Jordica Black Series figure. Uh, which is pretty exciting. I'm not sure if you guys really collect Black Series. I am, I'm a, I'm a low key collector. Uh, I I'm think close that's to that. probably the yeah because of like I've got the original trilogy characters. I've got mostly all yeah. I've got all the Bad Batch season one except uh, Omega, and then I have uh, I have the Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. And then I have the Force Ghost. Of That's a cool. Yoda. Yes, set. I've got I've got Force Ghost Yoda, Hayden Christensen, Anakin, and then uh, and then Obi Wan. So I was very pumped about that. But they announced they are doing the Jordica, uh Black Series figure, and then they're also doing the art. You you know, like the the Rebels art piece that sabine did of where like she spray painted it and then you see sabine kind of looking at it at the end of rebels and then you see a live action in ahsoka while they are doing the the black series figures of those art pieces and the first two ones that they announced and shown were of chopper in art form and then sabine and a, and a loth cat 
an art form, awesome. which is pretty cool. So very yeah. cool, very very cool. Yeah, because I think they you get it with the the ghost ship that was uh, put out by Hasbro. You get a couple of those figures, and that was one of the thing I did bring up when they announced it that there was no chopper other than that yes. little piece of chopper. Yeah, but I guess <laughs> this is why they did that was because yep. they were going to release this piece coming out. You know, hmm. yeah. But I feel like if you if you look at them closely, they do have that art style look, though. So it's yeah. not like that canon look for Chopper. It's like yeah. they are taking them out of that painting and then they just kind of put that style into like an action figure form. Yeah, yeah, that's what I got from it. Uh, it looks cool. I like them. I'm definitely mm -hmm. basically those that pretty much will probably try to pick up, and especially the Funko Pops are, those things are just killing me. Dude, like, the GameStop on. ones coming out are so good. Dude, oh, it's just, word. you don't mm -hmm. stop, man. It's like, you got Star Wars. I mean, if you look, well, I can't really tell, but I've got my Tim Duncan one. And then, of course, you know, me and Zach are football fans, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing them come up with the Zach, with an Aiden Hutchinson one. You know what I mean? That's You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, get one yeah, of those yeah. made. Um, so I'm We're from San Antonio, everywhere. Zach, of course you guys know, and Colin are from Michigan. Um, Zach's a football fan. Like I am, I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan, but of course he's a Michigan state fan, but we do <laughs> agree awesome. on one. We do agree on one. The Detroit Our Lions, Lions right baby. Now. Yeah. Zach Hutchinson. This is the weekend that we're expecting. We're hoping to get past this coming <laughs> Sunday. Keep I got fingers you. crossed. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be busy, busy. But yeah, no, tons, tons going on in, in the Star Wars world. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. We could always go on and on and on. But there's so much to look forward to. I know Legos. I feel like that's a whole different discussion. But there's oh, tons of cool Legos yes. coming out this year. I think it's the 25th anniversary of Lego Star Wars. Yeah, um, yeah. Including the anniversary. Yeah. Yes, and they're doing anniversary, 25th anniversary figures. I know the one I'm keeping my eye out for is Arc Trooper Fives. He's coming as a special exclusive figure and I believe a Tantive 4 hallway. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's one that I'm got an eye out for. They're doing a Captain Rex micro fighter in June that I'm going to buy instead of the $600 Venator because <laughs> I want the Captain Rex minifigure, but yep. not about to drop six bills for it. Maybe someday, but not, not in the near future. So I don't know. Tons of good yeah. Legos coming out. Keep your eye out for them and um, that can, I mean, we could always do Lego reviews too. You never know, but there's tons of tons of good stuff. Yeah, and of course, don't forget you got Zach putting his Chewbacca costume together. That's Colin. Colin, I'm sorry. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> That's all. Good. Yeah, no. Yes, yeah, no. I I am putting in the hard work. I uh, I just revealed the unboxing the unboxing video for a Captain Nader mask, and if you guys don't know who that is. Go and check him out. He did some great work with not just Chewy, but he like his black chrysanthemum uh, is also screen accurate as well. Like it is awesome. fantastic. His work is amazing, and he's kind of hinted at doing more different Wookies down the road. So I'm really excited Sweet. to see where that goes. But um, I've been learning a lot. I have been latch hooking uh, like crazy. So uh, it's it it's been a lot of fun, and I. I love doing costumes. And then this weekend, well, not this weekend, next weekend, I'm going to a convention in Florida called Me Megacon. And 
we are going down with a couple of people from the from the podcast and then uh i'm i got a photo op with cameron moningham which is pretty cool and then i'm getting an autograph from anthony daniels uh and i am 3d printing a c3po head and i've got the lights for to put in for the eyes but i'm gonna have him sign that so i think that's gonna super be an cool. awesome super yeah cool. so i'm super super pumped for everything going forward with that and then that and then that weekend as well there's something called mosh isley if you don't know what mosh isley is it's kind of like a like a uh, punk rock emo band that's just star wars and you walk in and they're just playing uh songs like dear maria and and um you know just like that kind of music and yeah and, but it's that star wars vibe so get ready to check that out if you're planning planning on going to megacom but yeah i'm so pumped for that so that's and what also is in store for star wars stop by uh joe caroni's booth he's gonna be there he's gonna he's working i think on something for megacon as well Oh, cool. so, yeah, he's our he's my buddy. I've been talking to for a good while. One of the artists that we had on the show. So yeah. swing by his booth. He has a lot of yeah. cool Star Wars prints. You definitely are gonna yeah. want to look at and cool stories. Tons yes. of cool stories. Oh yeah, awesome. Well, I I can't wait. Well, from uh from us from the Star Wars stuff podcast. You know, th thank you so much for tuning in every week and tuning into our live shows and going on uh uh going on instagram and twitter and all of our social media accounts and just kind of talking with us telling your stories it's so much fun and we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys you can find us on uh on instagram at star wars stuff podcast you can find us on uh x formerly known as twitter at stuff pod you can find us on threads star wars stuff podcast uh our Patreon is at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. We're on TikTok, search Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Email Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, Star Wars Stuff Group and Star Wars Stuff Podcast page. And Twitch, Star Wars Stuff Gaming. If you are listening to us on YouTube, thank you so much. Uh, again, we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you all. We love you so much. So for myself, Zach, and Ray, may the force be with you. Quick question, real quick though. Let's let oh. let's answer that question for John. John's waiting. He had a question for us. What is since you know he may be a new a new guy listening to us? He asked, "What is the top five Star Wars movies for us?" Jeez, super fast. I'll go three, six, Jeez, two, <laughs> one, five, and they all could be interchangeable. But that's my super fast oh, response. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, Three, four, six. Well, well, oh, okay. Well, are we talking about original trilogy, or I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, not original trilogy. Like, are we talking about Skywalker Saga? Are we talking about like the extra films? This is a loaded question that we don't have time for. <laughs> I was gonna say we might have to come back and revisit this, John. Make sure you tune in next time we go live, and we'll definitely give you a more in depth answer. Yeah, yes. because yeah, because technically that's quite a bit to pick from. Which <laughs> yeah. one, and then from one through yeah for sure yeah uh and i know in a past episode that zach uh zach myself and another raid uh and 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 the other way that um for one of our past episodes i think we ranked the the entire uh yeah skywalker saga An and that was really interesting yeah, yeah it was it definitely yeah. was so cool but yeah stuff. well again thank you so much for 
listening. May the force be with you. Always. Always. Maybe. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs>